This is the Why Fish Radio Podcast from why-fish.com. Went up on the hill about 12 o'clock, reached right back and got me a pole. Went to the hard one, got me a hook, fished that line right on that hook. Says you've been fishing all the time, I'm a going to fish you too. I bet your life, you're loving wife, catch more fish in you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Why Fish Radio. Why Fish Radio is brought to you by Absolute Net Radio, a division of Absolute Net Solutions, and by Trophy Cat Adventures. You can check them out at TrophyCatAdventures.com. I am your host, Brad. And I'm Brad, the other pod person. Well, Brad, it's going to be another exciting week, because this week we're going to be able to play the interview you had with Vance Herekesi, a good friend of ours from up in Pointe du Bois, Manitoba. He's the owner of Trails End Camp, a fabulous fishing resort that's very easy for us to get to. Well, it's uh, we're really lucky here. We're only about... a I suppose about a three and a half hour drive, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful part of the world. Uh, you know, classic Canadian shield water, trees, islands, lots of water, good fishing, and uh, to have something like that close by, um, I I described it as a as a fly-in fishing trip without uh, without the airplane. And uh, Vance is a great place up there, and uh, I look forward to getting back up there again. Well, I've been very fortunate that I was with on the first trip, and. I'm starting to think that Vance is going to become a very good friend of Y Fish Radio. So without further ado, let's let's turn you over to the interview. Vance, welcome to Y Fish Radio. Thanks, Brad. Uh, for someone who's uh, never been uh, up to the Winnipeg River, talk a little bit about uh, your camp and the river system and uh, what it has to offer. Well, we're on the Winnipeg River system as the uh, as the piece of water comes from Ontario. The Winnipeg River drains Lake of the Woods into Lake Winnipeg, and we're on the most remote yet accessible part of the Winnipeg River from our docks. We've got 45 miles of water to fish from on the most remote sector of the river. Um, it allows people a chance that uh, they normally wouldn't have unless they go to a fly-out camp to, to access really remote areas uh, for a fraction of the price associated with flying camps. Well, we got a chance to see that for ourselves last summer, and uh, the way I, I looked at it, it was kind of like a fly-in trip without the fly-in, and a very remote, beautiful area. Um, as far as the camp itself, talk a little bit about what you have there in terms of uh, facilities, guide services, uh, boats, uh, you know, some of the basics. Our camp's uh, pretty diverse in that sense. We uh, offer from, you know, just a regular guy can come up and bring his own boat and motor and, and rent one of our cabins, one of our 11 waterfront cabins. Or a guy can come up and have a fully guided package where he's with a guide every day. Um, you can mix and match, uh, have a couple days guided fishing, a couple days of renting one of our 15 rental boats and going go on your own. Um, so it's, you can kind of tailor the package to, to your budget or whatever you have in mind. Uh, how many years have you owned the camp? Uh, seems to me, I recall you've been guiding up there, uh, many years and, and kind of got into the camp ownership sometime along the line after that. Yeah, I started guiding for another resort, uh, that's 30 miles up the river called Eagle's Nest and, uh, started in 86 and we bought Trailland Camp. Uh, well, this will be our 15th spring in business. So it's been, yeah, hard to believe 15 years. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, for someone who takes a guided trip, uh, 
just kind of walk us through a typical day when it when it gets started and sort of what happens along the way. Well, normally our uh, our boats will leave the dock at seven thirty. Um, if the customers are totally open to our suggestions, and what we normally do is go for walleyes first thing in the morning. It's always nice to have the walleyes for shore lunch as well. So we'll do a, a morning of walleye fishing. Uh, while while you're walleye fishing, you all you always manage to to hook into a, a few northerns and sometimes some smallmouth. So uh, the fishing's pretty pretty good that way. But uh, then we have the shore lunch at noon, and then the afternoon, if the customers are into it, we'll go toss some spinner baits or spoons for some pike and or uh, go target smallmouth. We kind of leave that up to the customer though. As far as the walleyes, is it mainly a, a jig and a minnow kind of situation there, or how do you usually catch them? I'd say 90% of our fishing that we do as guides is with jigs and minnows because we know where the spots are, and it's more spot-specific. Um, a lot of guys, though, especially from the Midwest, the the northern states here, they, they're into fishing, pulling spinners, bottom bouncers. That's a great way if you're out on your own and you want to just cover some water and find out where the fish are. But, you know, for the guides, we know where we're going, we know where we're fishing, strictly jigs and minnows. Uh, rumor has it you don't even have a depth finder in your boat. No, I don't. <laughs> the transducers kept keep get ripped, getting ripped off when I'm out doing my bear baiting, so I just kind of left it at home. Well, whatever works. Um, when it comes to walleye fishing, everybody seems to kind of look at June as, as being kind of the prime time. Uh, is, is that the case up there as well? See, June is a prime time anywhere for walleye fishing. The problem with people, uh, they're, they're, they're used to hitting large lakes in Canada, and those large lakes in the summer get the, the, the summer turnover where you get your dead, dead zone, so to speak. Uh, we're lucky that we're on a river system. We get the constant flow of water, and that constant flow of water means higher oxygen levels, more activity. Our lake is extremely fertile in terms of bait fish and everything. So, I mean, some of the best walleye fishing we have is July and August uh, when the fish are, are on structure points, humps in the river. Um, I find it personally easier to target the fish in July and August. In June, it sometimes takes me longer to get into where the fish are biting. Uh, so July and August are great months, and, uh, you know, there's no bugs in, in July or August either. So that's a nice touch. Well, I know we got lucky when we were up there last summer. Uh, I think we probably hit one of the nicest days of the year. And, and like you say, I don't recall much of a problem with mosquitoes at all. Um, as far as Canadian trips go, I know that shore lunch is always a real big attraction for folks that uh, that come up. Talk a little bit about your shore lunches and uh, and what you usually serve and, and how much time you usually take. Well, if someone just comes up for a day of guided fishing, then we kind of st- stick with the standard, uh, uh, you know, deep fried walleye and, and uh, French fried potatoes and uh, served up with some hot beans. Um, if I have a group that's out for, for more than uh, one day of fishing, then I start to, to branch out a little bit. We do a baked fish that's awesome with the... Uh, aluminum oven bags uh, where we use uh, mayonnaise, Louisiana hot sauce, onions, peppers, stuff like that. Uh, We'll also do a blackened fish where we bring cast iron pans and uh, it's like a burnt butter Cajun recipe and we uh, get get into a few more things. But the standard shore lunch is just your one minute they're kicking in the live well, the next minute they're frying in the pan. You can't beat it. And from what we saw up there, uh, the fishing's actually pretty easy too, isn't it? Uh, The the walleyes are pretty, pretty willing to bite most of the time. Yeah, most of the time they are. Um, I mean, of course, with, when you're with a guide, you've got the upper hand right there. But, um, you know, most of the spots that are close to the camp, um, it's more of a process of, of elimination. I'll show a customer six spots on a map. And if they just go through those six spots and know a little bit about what they're doing, um, they'll always manage to catch enough walleyes for, for, for lunch every day anyways. And that's what most people are interested in. As far as the smallmouths go, what's, what's kind of the best time for someone that's a real bass fanatic to come up and target them? Definitely sp- first two weeks of june the fish are up on the beds uh, more and more customers are coming up with fly rods nowadays that's becoming a pretty popular trend 
And uh, our camp, the first two weeks of June, I'd say 70% of the people are there strictly for smallmouth. We've had nine years of, of catch and release fishing on smallmouth. 18-inch um, bass are now becoming more commonplace. Uh, last year, biggest one caught uh, out of our camp was 23 and a half inches. That's something that uh, we didn't see before the catch and release came into play. So definitely the, the first weeks of June, if they want concentrated smallmouth fishing. Um, August, uh, when, it, when the river is at its warmest, uh, the sets of rapids and the fast current that you remember going through, that's a great spots to fish with uh, hot and tots, shad wraps, stuff like that in the current off the rocks. So it's, you can get into some pretty, really good smallmouth fishing in the summer as well. And, of course, the walleye fishery there is, is managed as a uh, set of special regulations there as well, too, isn't it, just to kind of preserve the, the quality of the walleye fishing? Yeah, it started off a few years ago. The slalom was actually pretty restrictive, but we know that we knew that we needed that for a couple of years because uh, just to build the stocks up. And then the, the slot was raised to 15 inches, then to 16, and then last year it was raised to 17 inches, so you're, an angler was allowed to keep any walleye up to 17 inches. Anything over 17 inches has to get released. Uh, with the exception of one fish being uh, legal to keep if they want to put it on the wall. So uh, it's made a major difference in the fishery. The fishing, I mean, for, in the last 15 years, in terms of walleye, has actually increased significantly. And the, the uh, size average has increased dramatically because of the, that slot. So, I think, And no matter where you go across North America now, I think people are realizing that that's just how, it, how things have got to be done. And it, and, it, and it definitely works. It seems like in the States, anyway, a lot, of, a lot of anglers are realizing that you can still catch fish after Labor Day. You don't have to hang up the fishing rod for the season. Uh, is that the case up there, too? Pretty good fishing in the fall? Fall fishing is fantastic. Um, that's, that's probably the biggest growth area of our business in the last five years has been fall. And for some reason, too, I think the falls lately, you know, most people you talk to can, can look back and say they've been significantly warmer every year up until about the middle of October. We get some great weather. And uh, what, a, what a better time to be out when the leaves are in full color and the walleyes are biting like crazy in September and uh, pike fishing is phenomenal. The only thing that does drop off is the smallmouth fishing. The smallmouth do get a little harder to target in the fall months. Uh, you might fluke them off every now and then while fishing for walleyes, but it's not something that we can... I, I can't say to a guy, okay, let's go smallmouth fishing today in the third week of September, and I can't guarantee him that we're going to catch a pile of them. But the walleye fishing is fabulous, and so is the pike fishing. And, of course, you tie that in a lot of times with, uh, with hunting packages, too. Talk a little, little bit about what you have as far as hunting. Yeah, we, we, we run um, black bear hunts in the spring and fall, and then we run whitetail hunts in November and waterfowl hunts from the last week of September till the middle of October. And all of our hunting packages actually include guided fishing with the package. Uh, a lot of other operations, you know, you shoot your bear, let's say, on the second or third day, and you're stuck in the bush in some tent camp, and that's basically your hunt is over. Um, our, all of our hunts include guided fishing so you shoot your bear on the first second third day whatever the case may be and the rest of the week you're out on a fully guided fishing trip with your guide it's all part and parcel part of the package sounds like a great way to spend a fall day um besides fishing and hunting uh, what are some other attractions uh, for folks that come up to that area it's funny i was just talking to one of your the uh, one of your fellow um, employees at the herald there and she asked me about ecotourism and i you know and in our industry it's been pretty much a dead issue uh, ecotourists are known to not want to spend much money but i I have one group of customers that actually has been coming up for three years now strictly to take photographs of eagles. And as you can probably remember, there's quite a few bald eagles along the river. And within a 10-minute boat ride from our camp, there's probably six active nesting sites. So there's a lot of wildlife. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot to see for the people that are maybe stuck in these cities and don't get out and want to see a lot of wildlife. I mean, there's, there's bears and deer and uh, the occasional moose and a lot of eagles. So there's, it's just really nice to be out there, and it's a beautiful area. 
It is a beautiful area, and just sitting here talking about it, I must say, uh, kind of makes me a little anxious for spring, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh, yeah, no kidding, especially after we had uh, 45 degrees yesterday and sunny. <laughs> exactly, and here we were indoors. Well, uh, that concludes this week's edition of Whitefish Radio. Vance, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Brad. All right. Well, Brad, it's really good we had the opportunity to sit down and talk to Vance while well, well, he was in town for the sports show. Do you have any final comments about, about Trails End Camp other than for everybody to call him up and get up to the resort? Well, you could check out his website, which I believe is www.trailendcamp.com. Uh, there's a full uh, assortment of pictures, and it, it just gives people a better idea of what they can expect when they get up there. And again, it's, uh, I mean, it's very conveniently located. Uh, it's an easy drive from Winnipeg. If, if you're from farther away, you could catch a flight into Winnipeg or, or drive to Winnipeg and uh, check out a little bit of city life and uh, get out and uh, taste some wilderness at the same time. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Why Fish. Before we take off for another week, we would like to remind you to send us an email to sign up for the full day's guided fishing on the Red River of the North with our good friend Ken Hollins from Trophy Cat Adventures. And don't forget to check out his website at trophycatadventures.com. And to sign up for that trip, just send us an email, contest at y-fish.com. Once again, I'm your host, Brad. Until next week. I'm Brad. Keep your hook in the water, keep your line tight, and most of all, keep it fun. Went up on the hill about 12 o'clock, reached right back and got me a pole. Went to the hard one, got me a hook, fished that line right on that hook. Says you've been fishing all the time, I'm a going to fish you too. I bet your life, your loving wife, catch more fish in you. Get a fish bite, got your face. Here's a little something of a legend in a fish bite. Got you fish, I'm a gonna fish it. Yes, I'm gonna fish it. I'm a gonna fish it too. listening to the Why Fish Radio Podcast with Brad and Brad from Y-Fish.com. Why Fish Radio was produced by Absolute Net Radio. Find us on the web at AbsoluteNetSolutions.com. I'm a gonna fish it, yes I'm gonna fish it, I'm a gonna fish it too.